Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host, Simone, and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today, I have for you a follow-up interview with a guest that you've met before. Please welcome Greg back to the show. So, Greg, how have you been? Well, thank you so much for having me back. Um, Simone, I feel like since the last time we spoke, so much has changed in my life, but also the world. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But I agree, like personally and in the world. So what have you been up to? I think our episode released in May last year also. So how how have things changed? Yeah, well, um, one, I've um, I've been I know I talked a little bit about dance before, but I have a a very different level of commitment to it Um, because of coronavirus and COVID-19. I started a TikTok and I've been posting regular content there. And it's also been pushing me because I've been inspired by a lot of other dancers and creators and creatives um, to just put more to put, to put more dance and art out there, and to not let um, um, to not have to worry about things being perfect, but just have fun and bring joy. So that's like kind of one thing. Um, another thing is that I've been um, trying to, t- to cook a lot more, like trying out new recipes. Um, me and my partner have a commitment of trying to cook. Um, one meal together at least a week um, so that we're learning new recipes, learning new techniques, um, but also as a, another way of like bringing joy um, um, and being healthier in terms of what we're, what we're eating. Um, and, you know, this happened before COVID-19 and coronavirus, but um, I've, um, I'm now working mostly from home, which has been a shift from after working, you know, multiple years in an office um, so that's been a transition, but I guess in some in some ways it has prepared me for um, ha- like for what this pandemic has brought. Um, but I do miss interacting with people and I do miss being going to dance studios, going to the gym, and going you know and, and being out in the world. So um, yeah, I completely agree, especially with that last statement. I miss the gym so much. I was just talking to someone about like. Um, like, yeah, that's like just the number one thing that I'm just like, if I had that, then I think I might be just like, I could just, you know, ride this whole thing out, but it's just like that part. Um, but no, when I saw, um, TikTok, like I was telling you on the IG live, I was like, wow, this app was really made for Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was just earlier today, um, a friend of mine who lives in California and LA, in Los Angeles, um, we were actually on our high school dance team together. And we've been joking and saying like, yes, let's do a video, let's do a video. And finally today, the last couple of days we've been practicing, we finally recorded a video today. So you heard it here first, we're gonna be, <laughs> we're gonna be putting that on TikTok soon. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait to check it out. Um, is cooking like something that you um, typically do or like, I guess, like, do you like to cook or is this is something that like you're doing like to just like get into it and like try things out? Well, so I think there's there's a couple of different reasons. So one, um, I have a genuine interest in just learning and um, trying new recipes. I, um, between dance and food and cuisine, I think those are the two biggest ways that I love like immersing myself into other cultures, learning about other cultures and particularly like different tastes. Um, uh, seasonings um, and like techniques and things like that nature. I feel like 
they're, you know, as someone who, who loves to travel, like that's something that I'm conscious of. And when I'm, you know, when, when we were able to travel, like, like what, what were some of those things and how do I learn them? So, um, and then also like, you know, you know, admittedly, like there were just a lot of things before that were going on that like, whether it was meetings and just be like errands and things of that nature where I didn't find as much time to cook. And so now I feel like I can't really have an excuse. <laughs> like, I'm like, if I'm at home and I'm, you know, then I need to find more time to cook. And I think the last piece of it, it was just, is this being healthy, like eating healthier? Like my, um, every January, um, the church that me and my partner Terrence are members of the community church of Washington, DC. Um, we do like a Daniel fast, um, for like three weeks, three to four weeks every January as a way to start the year. Um, and this year after doing it, they were like, I felt, uh, uh, felt like I wanted to actually keep up some of the things that were a part of that fast. And so, um, with that, like, I also had to be more mindful of what I was kind of eating and things that I was putting into my body. So um, this is also an attempt to try to be healthier and to try to cut out some of the things that I'm, or limit some of the things that I've been, you know, um, I'm working on. I see. I keep hearing about um, the Daniel fast. I know that my mom used to do that um, when she was, well, when I went back when I was younger, sorry, when I was younger, I guess she was younger too. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I hear, um, yeah. And then somebody else from the podcast was doing that too. And that fast is basically like vegan, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's vegan, but it's also like no grains, no beans, um, like no, no uh, added sugar, um, like no carbonation, so I'm not sure if that's specifically Daniel Fast or if those are just all the rules that are, are that we were following as part of our, our church fast. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, those were kind of all of some of the things that we had to be mindful of, which if you think about like a lot of things that we normally eat has some element of that. So yeah. it's, it's uh, pretty limited in terms of the, the options that you have. Mm-hmm. So which parts of that did you decide, did, did you decide to keep in your diet? Yeah, so um, I decided to uh, keep with kind of no grains and no um, no carbs. Um, so that's been a, a challenge. Um, while I don't, while I didn't get rid of kind of um, um, dairy, um, I've definitely significantly cut my dairy. I used I love ice cream and I love cheese, um, and so that's been particularly challenging. Um, and then I've also been limiting. Um, the uh, no, like sugar. So I'm, I also have a sweet tooth. So I, like I love candy. Um, and so I've been um, mindful of that. So those are some of the pieces, the elements that I've continued to, to keep up with. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been thinking about like, um, well, my brother's vegan. So I've always been like kind of around, well, not always, but like in the last like 10 years, I've been around like a lot of like, you know, vegan influence. So I, I'm always like thinking about it and I have friends who are like trying to go vegan and everything. And like, I think it's like another resurgence of like vegans, like the last episode that released was vegan too. So I've just been like thinking about like different things that I want to do differently with my diet also. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, th- in terms of thinking about this moment, I feel like this is the one thing that I think that I'm um, taking the time and I feel like more and more people are taking the time is like to really use this time w- while we're practicing physical distancing and 
um, practicing stay-at-home orders to like really think about like to spend time thinking about some of these things that maybe we didn't feel like we had time to think about before, you know? And I think that like our health and like our, our like the, the foods we take in and the, the di- our diet is definitely one of those things. Cause I feel like that's one of the things, especially if you're kind of on the go. And when I was working in the office and kind of going to meetings and doing that, like that was one of the things I was willing to let go. Cause I'd be like, oh, I'll just pick up something on the way home or I'll just, you know, order something. I'll just order something in. Um, and without necessarily realizing like what what necessarily that means and or what what was included in that food, so um, that's definitely one area that I've appreciated having the the time and the ability to kind of reflect and interrogate some of those questions that um, uh, I think me and other folks really are have been wanting to do for some time. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I just wish um, that the grocery stores weren't so restricted right now also that's like another like thing about I guess quarantine right now um is that like I actually really enjoy going to the grocery store I'm like one of those people who's I just like find like I don't know peace I'll just like put on a podcast and like just you know I'll I'll be in the grocery store for like an hour like whatever so like that's another area where I'm like oh man I just wish (laughs) yeah I agree I mean I think I think you should like between the grocery store between the gym between going to dance the dance class or dance studios like those are, you know, and even just being able to like go outside and like interact, like even just like interacting with the people. <laughs> now it feels like I'm like, okay, now should I cross the street? Because if I'm walking walking around the neighborhood, I don't want to walk too close because, you know, we 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 got to be mindful and do do as everyone have their masks on. So it's I I I envision or wonder like what's going to happen because after we after we spend months and if not maybe you know, year and some change, hopefully not too much longer than that. Kind of think across exactly. Um, But I feel like it's going to be an interesting transition back, you know, like being able to see people again. And like, I think, I think that we'll even be challenged, like with what would it be like to go back to the gym or to go back to the grocery store again? Like, will we need to like work through that in terms of um, being able to do that again? So I'm, I'm trying to adjust to how much longer we'll have to do this, but it's also makes, making me think the longer we do this, that it, the longer it's going to take for us to transition back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does, that does like, yeah, make a lot of sense. Um, what I was just thinking about was the fact that like, I look at like TV shows now and um, it's like, there'll be certain things that happen where I was like, you can't do that. And you know, it's like, cause of like these rules that we have with like social distancing or like, like, what are they doing? Like, how did that happen? Or something like that. And I don't know if like, has that ever happened to you? Is that just me? No, it definitely happens to me too. I'm like, okay. wait, hold on, hold on. You're too close. Don't touch them. Oh no. Yeah. And like, even like the mindset, I guess, like changes for us, but yeah. Okay. I'm glad that that happens to somebody else. And I'm not just like going like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it, it also makes me wonder though, like, how, in terms of content, like at some point, because people aren't able to record new content, like what is that going to mean? We're not going to necessarily, like, yes, like I, it's like, they're not going to be able to like do content recordings over Zoom or like, you know, so it's it's just, it's not going to be the same if like people are like talking to each other in a Zoom in terms of like some of these shows. So it just makes me wonder, like at some point there's going to, like, I'm wondering like, what are some of these networks or places going to do when they can't? you know, have people in person record and, and what, what's that going to mean for the type of t- TV and other content that's going to be available, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard about like seasons like being pushed back and like, you know, they're not able to record certain shows. And I wonder about that too, because it's like, do they animate things now? Like, are we going to see a whole bunch of more like animated things? Or do we hear like, I don't know, like more voice recorded like type shows? Because I've heard about like podcasts that are like, you know, just like auditory shows basically. So that would be interesting to see like different avenues like that. Yeah, I was actually talking to talking about this with some friends that um, I think I, we are going to see a lot more animated animated programming just because clearly it's the one thing that you'd be able to do without necessarily having to have people in the same room together in the same way or at least to record on camera. So I'm curious what that's going to mean. And I, I feel like this is going to be an interesting opportunity for like the Marvel franchise or even in D- Disney or Pixar too around like, what they're gonna what, like, what kinds of things they can do. So hopefully that means they got some stuff um, cooking up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they they yeah. Um, but do you have any quarantine projects that you've been working on? I know I've started like a million different things. <laughs> Someone who just likes to be busy. Yeah, I'm curious about what some of your projects are. Um, but I'm happy to share some about mine too, though. <laughs> go first I'm very excited um so I started cross stitching which is like the um the first project that I took on and I'm just like making like little like um like four by six inches like things you can put in um like little signs that you can put into frames um and I made one that just says like wash your hands and has like a floral pattern on it and then one that's like a house and it just says like stay the fuck at home (laughs) and then um Let's see what else. I made a bikini out of an old skirt because I found out that my sewing machine actually works. And I thought it was like broken this whole time that it's like been sitting in my house collecting dust. So those are like two of the things I've been working on. Also, also um, cooking. And I have a special project with that that I'm working on that I'm not going to share yet. <laughs> Ooh, dun, dun, dun. This is fun. Uh, that's awesome. Um. So for so for me, I've been I've been actually using this time to do a lot of like deep cleaning and organizing of of different things. Like I have a whole bunch of um, there were a whole bunch of boxes that I had and like um, that I haven't actually had time to like unpack. And I spent a whole like uh, multiple days now kind of going through different like files and the different boxes and kind of putting recycling things and giving like putting things in bags for. Um, goodwill and also throwing other things away. So um, that's been something. Um, and then I've actually been, especially now that the weather is getting um, um, nicer and warmer outside, I've been trying to think about what I want to do, maybe maybe like start a garden or do something else like that's, that's related to being outside. Um, I feel like... Um, I've been hearing more friends like do herb gardens to start or uh, things of that nature. And so I've been doing some research or looking up things that I may want um, uh, to do like outside like that. So um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> you know, I, I've actually like done kind of the same thing too. Like with my office upstairs, I just 
when I moved in, it became like the room where you just put stuff that you don't know what to do with. So I've actually like, since I've been working at home more, I can't, like, I realized I can't just like, you know, like sit on the couch or sit at like the kitchen table and work. I need like a different room and like just a different environment. So I've had to like, I've been doing like trying to do some like home improvement stuff and I definitely need to get to the goodwill part, but I just, I don't want to give up my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it actually, well, it, it actually helped. Um, it helped for me to like have, uh, I, I had like, I, I uh, asked different friends to be on like FaceTime with me to be like, okay, like just help me out and just help me make a decision. Like is keep or not, keep or not. And that was one way, I, maybe that's one like way to also engage some friends or family. Um, and then, you know, what, one thing that you said um, also reminded me that I'm also trying to, I, I, that really resonated, like, especially because I'm working from home and especially because now like I'm on a ton of Zooms or conference calls each day. I like, I'm, um, I'm actually trying to like build out my office. Like I finally was like, okay, let me, I really, let me get a real desk. Let me get a real chair. Like, let me like actually like not just work from my kitchen table or from the couch, you know, like let me get, get things together. And, um, that's been helpful because, or I'm, I think it'll be helpful for me to draw better boundaries or like to be able to say, okay, if I'm no longer at my desk, then I can really not do work. I can focus on other things. And since I'm at home, like all the time, like that, I think that's even more important than ever to be able to feel like I am like turning, like turning off work or being able to move to other things than work. So um, I think it's an important reminder and also like affirmation that I really need to finalize, <laughs> finalize those pieces. Yeah. And like, um, the thing about like being home all the time is that you can't ignore things anymore. Like I was thinking about that earlier when it's just like, every time that I'm just like sitting around, I'm like, I need to clean this. I need to clean this. I need to clean this. And it's like, you know, you just can't ignore like, you know, like different things that'll bother you, like the boxes and stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. And now that's, it's also, it's, it's like, you can't not only ignore it, but it's also like, at some point it continues to stare at you until you feel like you have to <laughs> until you feel like okay I'm actually like I'm like okay now I really need to do this because if I don't I feel like it's gonna like grow legs and like walk towards me so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you can like hear it like yelling at you it's like okay okay <laughs> right um but you said you transitioned to working from home earlier so how was that transition from like you know like going from an office to working at home but still going out was did it feel like smoother than this transition or how was that yeah you know it was I'll say it was tough in that um so while I appreciated working from like while I appreciate working from home I'm also an extrovert and love being around people and so even if I wasn't necessarily engaging with the other folks like directly or having meetings necessarily like sitting in like an open space or like like being able to be in a, a office where people are walking by or a cubicle where people are walking by like gave me a like I could at least say hi to people that I knew in the office like it just gave me a lot of different um, like motivation and, and like good vibes and energy. Um, and so, you know, while I appreciate the flexibility of working from home, like, I don't know if it's, it, I do miss those interactions and do miss that kind of energy with folks. And especially like when I, um, working when, especially when working on projects or working on specific things, um, 
I think that there's just a lot of uh, ideas and strategy and things that are generated when you're able to like interact with folks and can actually like, I'm that kind of person that's like in a meeting with butcher paper and markers and post-its and, <laughs> and like want to draw on the whiteboard and then, you know, and, and talk things through. And so um, like, and you can, I guess in some cases you can kind of do that now, but it's just not the same. And so I definitely do miss, miss that element of it. And so it's a balance, you know, like, but then I can't, you know, but now I could do a call from my bed or do a call from the couch if I needed to. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I think that's a, that's one difference or thing that I'm mindful of, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that's why I, I be, I'm intentional about trying to find more time and space to like, at least connect with people virtually or FaceTime or in any of the other virtual, um, apps or ways. So, um, but yeah, so I, I, while I, uh, and I think while we have technology and opportunities to do that, it's not the same. So I definitely look forward to being able to meet with people again in person. <laughs> same. <laughs> what has been your favorite thing about like your favorite, like, I guess, virtual connection so far that like something that you try that you don't usually do that you just like, you know, did because of quarantine to connect with a friend or family member? Yeah, no. Um. So um, I there's a, a ton of friends in Cal- back in California that I try to stay in touch with. And um, we do sometimes do a lot of travel together. And clearly we, we had actually had a couple of trips planned, um, but clearly ended up not, you know, canceling or postponing them because of um, uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that um, they've been doing is um, a virtual bingo. And so um, they like invite all these people, there's a DJ and um, they have one person, you know, that's, that's, that's the the featured on the screen where they're calling the numbers and um, people um, um, are given um, a link for a bingo card and randomly, you know, it gives random numbers, assigns random numbers. And then um, every, every time after every game, there's like a dance break. And then um, during the dance break, different people are spotlighted. So you kind of, you don't know if you're ever going to get spotlighted <laughs> dancing until the dance breaks over. Um, and it, it, at first I was like, like I'm not sure how, how this is going to go, but it's actually very well, uh, it's very, it's curated very well. And like people have a lot of fun and um, there's like a lot of people who clearly are meeting each other. And so you, it's part of the introduction. You say your name, you say your, um, uh, where you're, where you're playing bingo from. And then if you're, if you are drinking, um, what, what your drink is, and it's actually pretty cool to kind of just hear and, and, and how, you know, whoever the host is like the, the host rotates and then, um, either how, you know, the host or how you got connected to, to the group, which is like an interesting way to connect with people. Wow, that is really cool. I haven't heard of anything like that elaborate yet. I've heard of like the um, the Zoom parties, but this is like next level. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I will invite you the next time there's one. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so, and also like um, it's cool that people are actually like meeting people because, you know, this podcast is centered around meeting people. And I'm like, okay, so like, what do I do now? <laughs> Definitely. Well, maybe we could do a nice to meet you bingo. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> inviting all your past guests and anyone else, any listeners who wants to join to kind of get to know folks more. 
Yeah, that would be a great idea. Yeah, I'll put that. I will write that idea down. <laughs> so um, I always ask people this question um, on the newer episodes. So what is the first thing that you're doing once the um, quarantine lifts? Um, I I have a whole list of multiple trips I want to take. You know, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, Simone. So like, I was supposed to go to South Africa. I was supposed to go to Spain, Portugal. I mean, there were like multiple trips this year. I was like excited because I told myself, okay, 2020 is the year where you're going to like, because I've been saying I wanted to go uh, more travel more globally. I was like, I have the privilege of ha- having a passport. And I was like, I was, and um, I have gone on some trips before, but I haven't really intentionally spent like made made plans and this kind of intentionality and like reaching out to certain friends saying, let's make these trips. And I, so this year I was like excited, literally four or five trips planned. Um, and of course all of them had to be postponed. And so wow. I have those, 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 that's one thing. And then I think the, I think those trips aside, I think I want to, um, make my way back to California and give like my mom and dad and my grandma and my sister and other family, like a, a hug um, <laughs> and like just to be and be with them and eat some fat, like some, some home, some home cooking. Cause um, while I've been able to see them through zoom and FaceTime and stuff like that, it's just not the same. And um, it's been a pretty tough, you know, for my family, like just different folks being impacted, my dad and aunts being um, like essential workers and having to go to work still. Um, And so, um, yeah, I I think that's one of the first things I'd really do. So I guess multiple trips, but starting with the trip back to um, home to see family. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is like, that's tough. (laughs) I only got to go on one trip last year. And I was like, kind of saying like this year, I actually like, you know, I want to go on three trips, international, domestic and um, tropical. And I didn't plan any of them yet, though. So I'm just like, I couldn't even imagine like, you know, um, so I'm sorry to hear that. But no, that sounds like a really like, good plan for getting outside my mine were like very local plans (laughs) those are just as important though (laughs) it was like a pedicure in the gym (laughs) nice yeah I've seen like parts of my family like since this has started um just like briefly to check in but I couldn't imagine being like across the country right now you know yeah it's um my my um, some new information that my sister actually just shared with me recently that her and her partner are planning to move to DC, um, but of course, uh, um, his uh, my sister Jessica and her partner John John got it admitted to grad school at George Washington um, University, so, um, and it's supposed to start in the fall, but because of the coronavirus there is a delay in financial aid information and when they're going to start the 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 year so there are plans around when they move and whatnot are a little up in the air but at some point they should be coming so I'm excited about that transition and um yeah when looking forward to having um them in DC no that's that's some good news at least um but yeah I just I think about like the colleges right now I would like hate to be um a senior in your last spring semester, you know, like the one that everybody looks forward to you, it's getting warm outside. And then you like, don't come home. Like you don't go back from spring break. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, my cousin was one of those who um, she 
is graduating from the University of the University of the Pacific. And she was, um, her name is Desiree. She was actually summa cum laude in her class and got summa cum laude. And they had to do a Zoom like graduation, which um, I participated in. And I, I never, I, I knew that like, like institutions and schools were doing them, but to like participate in one was like, it, one made me think about me feeling very grateful and appreciative for being able to have my graduation, but it also made me feel really like, I don't know, I don't know the right word. I don't want to say sad, but it just really made me feel for those who are graduating this year and having and not being able to have an in-person graduation and to be, be able to have friends and family be able to like cheer or root them on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I could also imagine like if people still tried to have them, like that would also just s- sound so bizarre in this moment and probably not the safest thing to do, especially because that's like lots of people, especially at some of these um, institutions. So, um, but yeah, it was you saying that reminded me like, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like a Zoom graduation I'm here to support my cousin, but wow. Yeah, I actually have a cousin that's having, I think, a graduation this weekend. And it's like the same thing, like, you know, like a Zoom graduation, which is like really, I don't I like, I'm a person that like prefers just like being there rather than like a virtual connection. So this time has like been really interesting for me also, just as a person that like, you know, like I rarely ever like get delivery or take out, like I'd rather like sit in the restaurant and eat. And so like that like whole you know, like different way of like eating out has been interesting. Yeah, definitely. Very interesting. And I definitely feel like um, I miss, I miss actually being able to go to a, a, a restaurant and that's another thing I miss too. Yeah. Um, uh, so one of the things we talked about a lot on the last episode was privilege and you just mentioned like passport privilege um yeah I'm not really sure where I want to go with this but I wanted to bring this up because it was like a big part of our episode last time and just I guess I don't know talk more about privilege <laughs> yeah no I, I I I'll say a couple of things actually I, I'm, I'm really happy you brought that up um because I think you know um a couple of things come to mind one I think the reality is that the pandemic and this this global health crisis has really showed the holes and like the gaps in some of these different systems, whether it be healthcare, education, like employment and like jobs and the economy. And like, I feel really lucky that I feel really privileged that I have an ability to work from home. Like, and I, I feel really privileged that I'm able to have access to like, um, technology and 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 wireless, so that I can um, easily communicate with people, you know, no matter where they may be, and be able to leverage these opportunities to reconnect or stay in contact with people. Um, and it's really, and I think that it it it's really painful to see um, the, the the disparate impact, especially to Black folks and Indigenous folks and people of color um, who are being impacted by the virus, who are dying from the virus, but also continuing to still feel the impacts of like racism and um, the lack of uh, access to some of these resources and support, you know? Um, and so I think I think there is also a moment right now where 
you know, while I am grateful for being healthy and while I am definitely appreciative for having health care and if, if something were to ever happen that I, I would be able to access um, services that there are still many people who, who, who don't, you know, like more than 30 million people right now are unemployed, which is like the highest number since the Great Depression, right? And that's like, um, and, and so I think that's something that I think about. And so a lot of a lot of my orientation now too is like, what else can I do to help? Are there mutual aid efforts that I can support in the area or in other places where they might need it? How do we support you know organizations who are doing important work to provide food and to provide um, housing and shelter and other support for the most marginalized and disproportionately impacted people. And um, so that's something that I've been like thinking a lot about too and um, how to kind of um, support and call on others to be able to, um, if, if they can't give money to give time, if they can't give time to at least spread their word or spread the word and maybe use their like platforms or like social media to kind of at least lift up different stories and efforts. Cause I think that's something that is particularly important in this moment, especially for the folks who, um, who are still going to work. Cause those are the, those are the people who are continuing to help things move and run and that we could get our food and we could have access to healthcare and services, um, get our, still get our mail, you know, like a lot of these folks who are still putting themselves in danger to make sure that people like me, um, could still be able to have access to some of these things. So I'm definitely conscious of that. Yeah, I like it's such a blessing to, you know, be able to work from home and like, you know, just have, I guess, you know, the time and energy to like, even like do like the crafts and stuff that I do. Um, sorry, I keep losing my train of thought. I don't know what's going on. Um, we're in a <laughs> pandemic there is a lot going on yeah you know? I think that is actually what I wanted to say is just like there is just like a lot going on especially like with these like um the unarmed killings and everything it's just there's a lot and then I, you know, I've been looking at the DC um coronavirus data they have it like out for you and like the the um statistics of like who's being um, tested and who's testing positive versus like where like it's actually fatal are just like it's very it's a very obvious disconnect there definitely definitely yeah I actually was um I'm actually helping plan a ward eight um candidates forum for this for DC council because as you may know the current council member Treon White is facing multiple challengers and then um so yeah, we've, I've been like listening in and tuning into some other forums and trying to hear different issues or questions that are being raised. And that's like, like one thing that people are talking about in Ward 8 particularly is like, how soon can we get a hospital? Like what are, how do we address like even basic needs and that the fact that Ward 8 is like a food desert and um, that people, and even, and even more, it wasn't until more recently that, um, that there some delivery services are coming over here, but even then it's still limited to it's, it's still limited compared to other parts of DC and other wards in DC. So I think this is also an interesting moment that people are really pushing elected officials in a different way and are trying to engage more in a different way. Um, so I'm hoping that there'll be more that people can, can um, uh, do to one, 
I be informed and educated on the candidates and the issues, but actually vote and make sure that the people that are representing them are the people that they want and, and can hold them accountable to the things that they say that they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So you said you're putting this to like, you're, you're putting together the forum. Yes. Wow. That's pretty cool. So how did you get into putting it together? Yeah. So I, we're doing it through, so I'm um, uh, the vice president of the Washington Highland Civic Association. Um, it's a, a new association that we started last uh, end of last year. Um, and uh, with support of the Anacostia Coordinating Council. Um, and so we came together and, and we've had, the first official meeting was like in August um, of last year. So like end of summer, beginning of uh, as transitioning into fall. And um, um, we've had multiple meetings. We, we have, we meet once a week. We're meeting once a week, the, the first, uh, sorry, not once a week, once a month, the fourth Monday of every month. And um, during one of the recent meetings, you know, we had a conversation saying, you know, how do we want to be involved in the election? And, um, you know, we had this idea of um, bringing together the other civic associations in Ward 8 to host a forum specifically for the Ward 8 Council um, because the incumbent was, um, has some challengers and there are um, a lot of different issues that are being raised. And so, um, proud to say that we were able to get all of the uh, civic associations already to come together for the first time in um, um, what we're hearing is decades. Like, that, there's yeah. like um, And then we've, we were partnering with the Anacostia Coordinating Council, with the DC Federation of Civic Associations, um, the East of the Re- River News Magazine, um, the Federation of Citizens Associations of DC, um, the original Great Ward 8 uh, Facebook group, and the Washington Informer. Um, to come together and do this this um, town hall, and it's all, it's going to be virtually done through Zoom. Um, it's it's actually going to be May twentieth um, from five to seven p.m. Um, and we want we plan to ask about everything from healthcare to education to public safety to um, uh, DC statehood, voting, uh, the census, like. We plan to be very comprehensive in the issues that we raise um, and also very specific to the needs and of DC um, uh, Ward 8 residents and communities and through the lens of civic associations um, who have a lot of pulse to folks on the ground. Like, I can't tell you, Simone, how many meetings I've been to and people are coming crying and furious with kind of the conditions of their apartment buildings or um, the violence that they've experienced from people who um, um, are coming into the ward um, to like the, the lack of responsiveness from government agencies. And um, because, you know, we live in Southeast in, the, in Ward 8 and um, resources aren't prioritized in the same way. And a lot of it has to do with race and racism. Um, but, you know, it's so this for me has been an important opportunity to try to like center some of the like uh, most marginalized in our communities and um, but and also really hold folks accountable in a different way um, or at least attempt to hold folks accountable in a different way and really bring together as broad a set of organizations as possible to to share this platform and, and show them that we mean business. I mean that whoever is um, elected in this you know this year's election that there's going to be a group of organizations and a collective of people who are going to um, want to partner with them and co-govern in that way, you know? 
Yeah, no, that's that's really awesome that like you guys brought all of that together, especially like within like what the first year of like being an organization. So congratulations for that. That's really cool. And I will be tuning in because I'm very interested. Um, one of the things about like the pandemic had that has affected me, I guess, has basically I you were saying like um it's caused people to push their elected officials. And I feel like it's definitely like pushed me towards like actually like paying attention to politics because a lot of us think about it as just like a self, like a self, like um, turning machine. Like it just, it's just something that goes on in the background instead of something that like we need to be actively involved in. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's also, I think people also are, are feeling the crunch, you know, like people are, because people are unemployed, because people are, people, they themselves or family or friends are contracting the virus or they're seeing deaths in the family. And as you, as you mentioned earlier, like Ward Aid in particularly um, is be is like, and, and Black folks in particular are being impacted in DC in, in higher numbers. And so it's like one of those things is like, well, people are like, what are you going to do about it? You know? And then when, you know, um, people aren't like, don't have, aren't getting their mail or their, their trap people aren't coming to get their trash or like their businesses are closing because, you know, they can't have any customers. Like people want answers and people are like, um, facing a lot of struggle and are also like wanting someone that is going to be responsive and wanting someone that's going to understand and know how to try to do, do more for them. And, um, so yeah, so I, I, I am not surprised that folks are wanting to get more involved and it actually gives me a little bit of hope in that I think it's really gonna, um, uh, mean that there's going to be, um, higher levels of engagement, not only in the election, but with how people like respond and hold, um, these elected officials and, and these can these current candidates accountable. Definitely. Um, do you have any like aspirations to become an elected official one day? Um, to be honest with you, I used to, um, but I think I really enjoy being, um, a community organizer and I really enjoy like being able to build with organizations and people and to like help run campaigns and run and and fight for policy that I think is going to be impactful and and life-changing for our, our people in our communities. Um, so, you know, I, and I think especially kind of seeing, um, you know, working both in local DC politics and also doing a lot of work with members of Congress and and, and with the White House, like um, it gives me it like there's definitely lots of you know bad examples. I'm not going to name any names, <clears throat> Trump, but I also think that um, there are also a lot of inspiring stories and inspiring people who maybe. It, it, their stories and their information about their races don't necessarily get into the media because, you know, clearly there's a, just a lot more attention paid to like White House politics, presidential politics, and, you know, it's a presidential election year, you know? So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I think, yeah, that's my response in terms of um, I like being on the, the organizing and the advocacy side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Um I'm not sure if I've asked you this before, but how did you get into politics? Um, so, you know, I was one of those people that um, ran for student government in 
um, like elementary school, middle school, and high school, and even college when I when I went to UCLA. Um, so I was politicized relatively young um, um, in terms of like under like wanting to know what it meant to like run a campaign, what it meant to build power and and build coalition and work with different people on different issues. Um, I think I think it was you know running for student government is different than running for um, office in government. Um, outside and, and for different reasons because I think there's a just different microscope put on you there's a different there, clearly there's a broader set of issues that are discussed in you know different type of responsibility though I will say that when I ran for student government at UCLA like um, I represent I was like vice president and represented you know like 40,000 people so still a decent amount of people um, per se but um, so that was like one way then I think what really inspired me to get more involved in organizing and advocacy in particular was like once I um, uh, was politicized and learned more about the history of immigration and why different communities were the push and pull factors that brought different communities to the United States and like when I learned more about how racism and sexism and classism and homophobia and transphobia like were at the root of some of these like a lot of different policies it made me ask a lot of questions like, well, how do we change that? Like, what else can we do? Who who are the decision makers? Who are the people that we have to to organize or like to push to change these things? And um, answering, like asking those questions um, and the answers that I was able to get um, helped me on a path to say, okay, it's important that I organize and it's important that I educate myself on these issues, on these, candidates and elected officials and to try to actually do what I can to get as many other people to be as to be to be as educated to feel as empowered and to like um, join a call to action that include that that includes anything from voting to running themselves to um, signing a petition sharing something on Twitter or Facebook or any of the social media things like that mm-hmm. okay cool so what is your like dream um, like community event? Uh, I don't know if you keep up with Insecure, but I kind of do. And, you know, like Issa just had like her block party thing. Like, do you have like a event that like a community event that you um like would like to do? Like maybe it's the forum or like maybe it's something else. You know, I, I actually love that. I, I do watch Insecure. Um, shout out to uh, Issa Rain and crew. Um, I, I actually love the idea of like doing a huge block party. And I think it's interesting because I always tell people that I'm like fighting for justice and fighting for liberation and fighting for our, our freedom. And like the, the one way I describe what that looks like for me is the hugest block party with food and cuisine from all of all of all of our cultures, with multiple DJs and people just dancing, being free and being happy and joyous and and with no care in the world, you know, um, and feeling safe and feeling secure um, with their loved ones. Because um, I think that's like, and, and I think that's one thing about the summer that is like the idea of not having a summer at, at cookouts or being able to be with people that like that I think about is like, man, like that's, that is one place where I feel like we, there is lots of joy. And what does it look like uh, having a whole summer where we were practicing physical distancing, you know? And so that's one thing. And I, I also would say like, um, 
uh, where there's also like lots of art and culture. So like, I'm a dancer, but like, what, how dope would it be to have stages of like poets and like, or people who are doing live like installations or paintings or spray paint, like spray paint or graffiti, you know, like things like that, like just kind of, kind of integrating and building that into that block party. So it sounds like it is a huge, huge party with all kinds of elements, but I, I think that would be like a, a huge dream of mine where it would like that then um, would lead to like all of those folks also voting, all of those folks being able to like um, feel like they are part of an organization or a collective effort um, and us, us like um, seeing some of those policies come to fruition. Yeah, no, I think that would be like amazing, especially if it could happen east of the river. <laughs> yes, yes. Make it happen, Simone. <laughs> but I do want to know what this summer is going to look like because my one thing is that I just want to have a cookout, like just one like big cookout, like maybe a crab feast or something, but just like one party, you know? Yeah. And I also have a theory. This is just like a silly thing. Um, but I think that summers of leap years are more lit than other summers. So like summer 2016 is like the summer that everybody talks about. And I feel like summer 2020 was about to be that summer. But, you know, obviously, maybe next year. <laughs> yes, maybe next year. We all could hope. So, um Last question that I have for you is, do you have any questions for me? Um, hmm. What's the last thing you used? What's one of the last things you streamed? Or what's something that you're watching? What was I watching literally last night? Um... Oh, that was Jackie Ina. <laughs> I was watching YouTube. But... um. Let's see. What have I streamed? I've been watching um, Ozark a lot. Mm. Um, and then I'm actually like, okay, so I have been trying to learn French for a while. And when I say trying to learn, I mean like um, not trying at all right now. So I've been trying to like look at more um, French television. So I watched like a French movie the other night just to like, you know, listen to the language and like you know, hear how it sounds and stuff like that. So that's one thing I'm going to start streaming more of. But other than that, um, Ozark. And then there was another show that was really popular that I was watching. Oh, Money Heist. I, I love that show. Um, okay. Okay. Can I ask another question? Yeah, you can ask as many as you want. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so I'm just going to just dive right into this. Um, how are you dealing with like romance or like relationships in this time? Um, I like, I don't know. I'm not like really dating. I don't know. I'm, I've been like taking 2020 to like, you know, focus on myself and the things that I want to do. And um, yeah, so like, it's been pretty easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, one thing that I, um, I like, uh, been thinking about is, or one thing I've been sharing with people is that I feel like that there's moments of clarity in the chaos of this pandemic. I think I even maybe shared that with you on the IG live. I'm curious if you have any moments of clarity or things like uh, epiphanies that happened to you during, during this time. Oh yeah. I've had like, I don't know. 
I started off quarantine like with a journal where I would like write down a whole bunch of things and I haven't really been doing that as much recently, but I've definitely like, um, I definitely need to get back to that, but I've definitely been thinking about like, um, I guess specifically like the way that I spend time and feeling like having to be in the house has like made me realize that like, well, I mean, I guess it's like hard to feel like you're missing out on things right now because you know, like nothing's going on, but I guess being in the house and not missing out has made me, um, appreciate like my house more like you know I'm actually like using my office now which like you know it's like I used to spend time in like maybe like one or two rooms and now it's like I feel like I'm like actually like you know (laughs) what like um getting my mortgage is worth so yeah so I think that like that's been like I guess the clearest thing about um different projects that I've been wanting to try like getting back into sewing like trying different crafts um the fact that like I should be doing that all year instead of just when I'm like forced to be inside and I have nothing else to do. Mm. Okay. Um, what's one thing that's bringing you joy in this moment? Joy. Um, I would say cooking um, because I've been trying like so many different things. I've tried to, I will made ramen and then um, I like, got I finally got a cast iron pan which like surprise surprise I didn't have one like I love to cook so like I bet like a lot of people are shocked that like I didn't have one yet but I just got one from Costco they had like a two for two for 30 um deal and I was like that seems like really good so I got those and um I made a Dutch baby on Monday and yeah that's like one of the things that's like really been like giving me joy um but yeah dutch baby like i thought it was like really super complicated to make but it's basically almost like a pancake you make in the oven like literally just hot skillet pour the batter in and put it in the oven so yeah wow that's awesome yeah, and then you can like cover it in powdered sugar and like put like jam or like you know berries or something on it but yeah it's delicious and i'm trying not to make one every night now <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think those are it. I think those are the main questions I have. Okay, great. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. Appreciate appreciate all of the time that you've given me so far. <laughs> no worries. It was great to hear from you again, and I continue to send love and hope you continue to stay safe, safe and healthy. Yes, yeah, same to you and to your family. Thank you, thank you, thank like, you. Just like one up you, right? <laughs> yeah, you're like and your family. Yeah, <laughs> take it. <laughs> um but do you have any uh social media that you'd like to plug yes so um my twitter instagram is gregory sandana my full name g-r-e-g-o-r-y-c-e-n-d-a-n-a and because i mentioned tiktok and the videos that including a video that we're going to post soon um i'm at um greg dances g-r-e-g-d-a-n-c-e-s greg dances Okay, great. And any projects that you're working on? Obviously, the forum that's coming up. I think those are. I, I feel like I would just encourage if I know I know that um, this everyone there's people who are listening all over. But if you haven't registered to vote, please register to vote. Um, that's a big a big thing that I'm working on is of course the election. And even though I'm focusing on DC, there's elections happening everywhere. Um, and of course, everyone's going to have to vote for the new president. 
So that's something I would definitely encourage. And then um, oh, there's also the census. And if you haven't filled out your census form, please fill out your census form. Because I think um, the DC numbers, especially in where they are, are not as high as they should be at this point. And so trying to get the word out to not, not only here in DC, but also across the country. So census, 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 and voting. <laughs> okay, one thing I do want to ask before we close out is just, do you have any suggestions for people who are um, like just getting into politics about like, just like it's like a suggestion on how to decide on who to vote for? Yeah. Um, so I would say that there are... Um, one, there's a lot of different organizations who do voter guides um, that can sh- that that'll share more about the candidates and um, all the vo- all um, anyone who registers to vote. There's usually a voter like a, a nonpartisan voter guide that has all of the candidates, all, um, kind of probably like top line um, uh, platform ideas or plans around like different issues. Um, and so I definitely would say check that out. Um, uh, I think depending on if you care about a particular issue, um, so like if you care about education, then it may be, I would say recommend, I, I may recommend checking out like the American Federation of Teachers or the National Education Association voter guide to see how how um, folks are, like where different candidates and elected officials are in their issues. Um, I also think that there are, I, I think the biggest thing though is to um, uh, register and to actually take the time to get to know candidates. And even if it means reading their respective um, uh, websites or uh, candidate materials, that it's worth it and it's important. And now more than ever, we need folks to be involved and um, there's a ton of resources if, if people um, need them. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So if you guys would like to follow the podcast, you can do that at NTMY Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, or just something that you want to share, then you can send those emails to NTMY Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week.